0: Well, what a week it's been in rugby league. Um, Obviously, we've been talking about the amazing state of origin performance of Queensland and uh, the not-so-amazing factors of the New South Wales Blues. But the week started with the extraordinary news of Michael Maguire being yet another coach sacked this NRL season after Nathan Brown and also Trent Barrett at the West Tigers. And I'm sure one man who was very surprised about that news, perhaps, well, maybe disappointing, we'll find out. It's a very good morning to club legend Gary Jack. Good morning, Gary.
1: G'day, Ryan. Nice to meet you and g'day, Bulldog. How are you, bud? Hey, Jimmy. G'day, mate. Thanks for getting me up early for Sunday morning. I really appreciate
2: <laughs> you it. You love it. I asked you, and you said you'd be up at 6 o'clock doing your research.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to send you another invoice. Double time for Sunday. Mate,
2: we know what you like with money, Jimmy. <laughs> Don't overcharge us. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, Madge, I spoke yep. to you off air briefly. I know you've got some strong thoughts here. Should he have been sacked by the Tigers?
1: Um, well, he should, have, should he have been sacked by... I think it's very. it was terrible the way it was portrayed out in the media. Um, on, on the Monday night, there, uh, you know, the buzz gets a phone call, or he'd heard that, you know, that, that he was on. It was demise of, of, uh, of, of him as a coach, and um, I think the Tigers um, are really. They should have probably got rid of him four months ago. Really, to be honest with you, when they had a meeting at the end of last year, that's when there was a meeting held, and he should have been t- probably terminated then. But why wasn't he? I think he wasn't terminated. Because they'd re-signed him during the year. They re-signed him for another two years.
2: That was my argument, Jimmy, that if they backed him last year, then back him this year. Because yep. no point backing him after review than giving him 12 and saying, you're gone again.
1: Yeah, that's right. So how, how could they, say, lose face and and terminate him in the November? He should have been terminated after they got beat 38-0 by Canterbury. That was embarrassing for all Tigers fans to watch that game. Um, that That's when he should have gone, but... but they've had that you know tim machines wasn't there at that time and now they've given him another another 8 months and the results aren't there so tim machines obviously stepped in and, uh, and 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 terminated him you know it's cost the club 800,000 dollars they must have more money than sense mm. uh, to burn
0: Gary, the drums were almost beating in the pre-season, though, weren't they, almost from a leadership level? I remember a lot of the press being about that the Tigers named a leadership group rather than just one captain. And there was a lot of criticism around that. Do you think that perhaps ties into, I guess, maybe the culture of leadership around the Tigers?
1: I think you're 100% there, Ryan. I think when you pick five guys, you have five five different opinions, and... Um, you keep, every, you keep five blokes happy that they're the captain. You know, you only have one captain. Someone leads by example. Like, players know who, who that is. So I think that was just to, to keep everyone happy. I think there was some pushback. I think there was some pushback from inside the club because he's a hard taskmaster, uh, you know. He's like Maguire. He, he expects a lot from his players. And I, I think players like to be cuddled, and I think they like to be, you know, oh, that. We, we don't need to do that sort of stuff these days. They did it back in the 80s and 90s. And I think there was some pushback from the players. And they resented that, um, and I think that's a good way of just trying to keep them all happy. But I, I, it's, it's yeah. yeah. What do you do if you lose? What you drop? That, you drop. You drop one captain each week until someone wins. Then if they win, then they're the captain for the rest of the season. You know, seriously.
2: Jimmy, in a perfect world, who do you want to be the West Tigers coach? Uh, look,
1: I think you need someone with experience. Really do. They're talking about these the younger coaches, Seraldo, you know. Um, there's lots of young coaches that come through that, that, that don't make it. You know, you've got to you've got to go to the right club. You've got to be, you've got to have sort a hard edge to you uh, when you're talking to your players. Uh, I think Flanagan, I think Flanagan has got the experience. Look, uh, I don't know him, but I, I I think he's done a he did a, he's done a great job in the past, and that's the sort of coach you need to come in. And you need strong support from your board too, from your board, your CEO and your chairman. You need them to stand by your coach. You know. If you've, a, if you've got if you've if you the board and, and your, your chairman's not strong and your, and your CEO, you know, is on holidays, I think it's difficult to, to, to back your, back your, your, your coach because he's the one that, that makes the results happen. And you all, everyone's together in the, in the background and the whole club's together. You know, Jack Gibson had a quote that, my, that winning starts on Monday, you know, and in the front office. 100% correct. Hasn't changed in 40 years. Probably hasn't changed in 80 years. And, there's, there's some distinct lacks in leadership at the Tigers. Um, and they just keep changing the coach, looking for a quick fix. And quick fixes don't work. you know. So I think someone with experience is someone who they've got to bring in, I think Flanagan would probably be a good fit.
0: Mm. Well, let's talk state of origin now, Gary. 16-10 uh, to 10 win to Queensland over New South Wales in Game 1. Um, it was close, but um, probably fair to say that particularly in the second half, a dominant performance from Queensland as a New South Wales great. Where did they get it right and where did they get it wrong, New South Wales, and what do they need to do ahead of game two? Uh,
1: what Look, they always, Queensland, I think last couple of years, they've had a huge advantage by having Tommy Turbo and Latrell in the team. You know, they weren't there. They both weren't there. Like New South Wales were leading 26-6 last year at halftime. Those guys weren't there. You could see straight away that... Um, that we missed those players. Uh, young Cleary was always going to be in the pressure with his kicking game. He got absolutely—he yeah, got, he got smashed. Um, he'll learn from it. He'll be a better player, um, you know. But I think we probably need to to take it more to the Queenslanders than what we did. I think we let them—they dominated the match for probably eighty minutes. And it would have been a would have been terrible if would have for them if they'd have got back and. Um, at the end, we made sixteen all because they were certainly the better team for for you ninety know, percent of the game. I was in the bloody Caxton Hotel when it was all this was happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I was. Were Gee, you're
0: brave being a former, you know, New South <laughs> Wales player in in the Caxton Hotel up there in Queensland.
1: Yeah, well, I thought well, I only lived once, so I wanted to.
0: It was a paid gig, was it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't paid. gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I stayed around. But it was a zoo. It was a zoo. <laughs> See, but after it bloody finished. But they were playing John Denver. They'll play "Take Me Home, Country Road." They'll play Neil Diamond. <laughs> it was a real carnival atmosphere. They were pretty happy. Um, it was packed out. I thought, wow, how good this be at the Caxton Hotel? Yeah, um, it, it was. It was a great experience. That I'll never ever experience again.
0: I don't reckon it was great though. Back in the day, when remember New South Wales you used to drive the bus, yeah, down outside and they'd just pelt it for, with beer, yeah
1: with beer, yeah, with, with full cans of beer. They had them lining up on the windowsill. I actually thank the blokes that threw the piers there 40 years ago for, for their effort in um, in inspiring New South Wales for some victories in 85 and 86. But They were still there, those blokes. They hadn't moved.
2: <laughs> hey, Jimmy, I've always balked at that theory that Queensland understand origin more than New South Wales. I think it's baloney. But is there something to it in your eyes? I mean, they do continue to come back when they're not expected yeah, well, to. They seem to yeah. win games, you mm. know. Is there any truth to that theory?
1: No, I don't think there's any truth to that theory at all. But you just got to look bulldog at the fact the last two years we've we've hammered them. You know, three nil or two one, sorry. Um they're they always going to be the underdog and you know, and we did, there's no Latrell, there's no turbo. They were always going to come back. They were always going to be, you know, they, had always, they always got something to prove. And, and, you know, that's that's what Queenslanders did. They always had a chip on their shoulders and something to prove. And and the opportunity came and, and they took it and we were off our game. Um, I think Freddie's, you know, he's got to protect his kicker next time. And I also think Freddie's got to bring in, yeah, know, uh, Addo has got to come back into the side. He's a genuine try scorer. We couldn't score tries, you know, he, he is a try scorer. So he's got to come back in. Um, you know, so so it, it didn't surprise me that the Queenslanders did win. I was hoping that we'd win, but it didn't surprise me at all that they
0: got up. You know, I think a, a lot of people seem to overlook too. Is Bulldog ask you this: Who who are the three teams that Queensland choose the majority of their players from in the NRL? All
2: well, the three Queensland sides,
0: and two of them are flying. Which are you know Cowboys, Cowboys and Broncos and, Broncos, and and Storms probably the other one. Right? Yeah, yeah. Guess where they're on the ladder? Storm 2 cowboys three broncos four they win in in form there is a correlation between the fact that those nrl teams are going well and that's their main selection base so yes there is i think you know the culture thing which is is great for i guess cannon fodder you know for a lot of the journos but ultimately they're just picking for more informed sides at the moment that's got to be a big factor as well gary
1: Definitely, yeah. They've been off the last couple of years, and they are the top, you know, top three or four sides at the moment. You know, but yeah, yeah. Ruben Cotter, what a great young player. Yeah. You know, he's been he's been discovered now. That's and young Cobbo as well. You know, he's only 19 years of age. You know, that that's good. That, that's good. But you know, obviously, New South Wales. Freddie's got to just he's got to lick his wounds. He's got to go back and reevaluate where they went wrong and be, and be honest with himself. I think he made a couple of fundamental errors there. Um, you know, I think he probably would have had Jake there as well, Jake Dravojevic. Our guys have done it in the past. They haven't let him down. Maybe they'll come back in. Um, but, you know, New South Wales, it's going to be tough now. We're over there wet WA for the second game, and the third game's up there. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a big challenge for our guys to, to, to hold on to the series.
2: Uh, Jimmy, before we let you go, um, last year, of course... You suffered a heart attack, it was very frightening, and went into cardiac arrest and mm. lifeless for eight minutes before being revived. Mm. How do you look back at that now? And you know, how is your health? Are you, are you back it's, to your fighting best?
1: Yeah, um, th- thanks, Dean. No, my, 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 hes- my health is well, mate. Now, I'm, right, I did, I did, yeah, I've uh, actually walked 25 k's in Royce and Simmons there a couple of weeks ago, um, to help him raise awareness, awareness for dementia. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a shock, suffering a cardiac arrest uh, back in January last year. And it just goes to show that, you know, it can happen to anyone. Uh, yeah. M- make sure you, get, you go and see your doctor and make sure you get your heart checked out. And I was just very lucky that where I had my arrest, that I had um, people that, that knew what they were doing and did CPR, which kept me alive. Otherwise, um, I, w- I wouldn't be here. So I was very, very very fortunate. So, yeah, my life has changed and, um yeah, I... I don't take stuff for granted like I probably used to before and realise that, you know, we're all not bulletproof that um, someday, you know, we're not going to be. So I try to enjoy every moment and every day as much as I can.
0: Yeah, and I just want to say, Gary, that we fans don't take you rugby league greats for granted either. You mentioned Roycey Simmons there, and wasn't that walk great? I mean, as a rugby league fan, you know, seeing Wally Lewis there as well yeah. and Alan Langer, and you just think of those names and all you boys together. By gee, I was just thinking in my mind the stories that would have been shared along the way with some of those rugby league greats. You could have written a book on the back of that week or two.
2: Yeah,
1: it was great. And that's, that's the beauty of it because we all come to and When you meet Royce, you know, I'll give him a hug and I'll give him a cuddle, say, good, great to see you, mate. And, you know, you, you probably haven't seen these guys for maybe three or four years, you know. So when you do see them, it's it's extra special, because, you, you know, you, you've gone through a lot together, playing for New South Wales and Australia and club football. I played against Royce for, for a decade. So then, you know, Royce is, I think, he's what sixty two. I've just turned sixty one. You know, you realise that, geez, you know, um, it, it's great to see that while he was there. You, you give blokes a, you know, a cover and a hug It's say, like, "Good to see you, mate." You know, it's um, really appreciate those friendships that you got from such special times from from your youth. And you know, it's it's great to experience them with each other.
2: Jimmy I don't mean to sound critical of today's players and I admire their athleticism but do you think there's there was more camaraderie back in your time among your mates yeah. maybe the money wasn't there and there were more tours overseas do you think that the the friendship and the bond was a little bit stronger then than what it is today
1: yeah I, I think you're right there mate I, and, and Dino and uh yeah I was up there um at the at the taxton when I spoke there and uh Ben Teo was there. He's a great young fellow, Ben Teo, and he spoke and we both spoke together. At the end, he said, well, I think the big difference between now and then is back in your days, there were lots of characters and lots of personalities because I was telling stories about Locker and <laughs> Zero and all that sort of stuff. He said that these days, there's not as many characters and personalities and, um, as what there is today. and That's sad that those that those guys aren't in the game. Um because because of yeah, you know, it's money. It's professional. It's you know you're under under the you know so someone's got a phone or whatever they can watch whatever you do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot lots of stuff which these players are on themselves now. You know TikTok and all that sort of stuff. Whatever that means, you know, it's, it's a different world. It's a
0: different, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it to them, won't we, uh, Gary? Uh, always great to talk to you, mate, and, and more importantly, terrific to hear that you're in in great health and uh, keep that up because. Um, Obviously, you're a doyen of the game, and we love talking to you, and we want to be doing that for a lot longer. So thanks for joining us this morning on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
1: Thanks, Ryan. I'll just I'll just keep it at single time rate. Right? I won't charge you double time for Sunday.
0: Well, it's Sunday, Jimmy, before midday. Go double time and a half.
1: <laughs> double time and a half.
0: <laughs> Bulldog's got plenty he'll take, you. Good on you. Gary Jack joining thanks, us Jimmy. this morning on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.